brought to you by Business Fights Poverty. Hello and welcome to Business Fights Poverty Spotlight Interviews. I'm Katie Hyson, Director of Thought Leadership. Each week, these interviews provide you with insight from a different perspective of the Business Fights Poverty Network, giving you first-hand understanding of how businesses and others are working on some of the world's biggest social challenges. So today, Business Fights Poverty is delighted to be joined by Professor David Grayson. David is currently Emeritus uh, Professor of Corporate Responsibility at Cranfield School of Management. His CV includes founding Project North East, which uh, has now worked in nearly 60 countries around the world. He has was the founding CEO of the Princess Youth Business Trust. He served as Managing Director of Business in the Community. He's also chaired National Disability Council and the Business Link Accreditation Board. He's a former chairman of one of the UK's largest social enterprises and largest elderly care um, providers, Housing and Care 21. The list goes on. He's currently chairman of the national charity Carers UK, championing the role of uh, six and a half million Britons caring for a loved one. He's received an OBE for services to industry, a CBE for services to disability, and he has just released his new book, All in the Future of Leadership, along with Mark Lee and Chris Coulter. David Grayson, welcome. That was a long intro. (laughs) So, David, first of all, you have been at the forefront of responsible business thinking for quite a few years now. Um, What is your current thinking about business's role and its uh, role to play in society in particular? So I think very clearly, if we're going to have a world whereby mid-century, nine to ten billion people can live at least reasonably well within the constraints of one planet, then we clearly need to make enormous progress on sustainable development. And whilst that requires action from governments, from international development agencies, from the third sector, from social enterprises and so on, but it's big global businesses that have a critical leadership role to play in alliance, of course, and in a whole range of different collaborations with those those other sectors. But it's global businesses that have got that global reach and have got the the capacity and the and, 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 and the resources to be able to make a significant change. And my perspective, which is is is, is not original, it's from the late great Peter Drucker, who said shortly before he died that every great global issue and social problem is a business opportunity in disguise, is that if we are going to make fast enough progress extensively enough, it will require businesses to have that mindset for sustainability, which sees the opportunity and not just the risk mitigation. Thank you. And David, in that time also, I mean, has your thinking changed, What do you, both in terms of your thinking and also the world around you? Clearly, the world uh, around us is changing massively. Um, we talk in the book about the VUCA world, volatile, uh, uncertain, complex, ambiguous, and it's going to become even more of all of those things, I think, in the future. So clearly, it becomes all the more important that businesses understand the impacts that they have, social, environmental, economic impacts, that they understand both the negative impacts 
and try to manage those down to do no harm, but actually also increasingly they need to be looking, as I say, to find the positive impacts and to accentuate those through finding new new business opportunities. And 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 talking about those big opportunities, I mean, where do you think the greatest opportunities lie in terms of responsible business? Well, I think you know, we, we, we have a clear roadmap in the Sustainable Development Goals and as the Business and Sustainable Development Commission said at the beginning of last year, that is a 12 trillion with a T business opportunity if businesses really seize the moment. Um, and I think clearly that requires a much more holistic understanding of business and its place in society, of its license to operate and of how it needs to tackle things like climate change and hyper-global inequalities as fast as possible. So I, I guess sort of therefore getting into the sort of what's holding us back space, why, why are we not being able to translate that 12 trillion business opportunity into reality? What, what, is, what are sticking points? I think, I think clearly one of the issues is, is actually getting businesses to, to have a much more holistic understanding um, of their place in the world, actually of understanding how to convert these big global challenges into market opportunities. That requires a, a, a mindset that is, 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 is longer to taking a longer term perspective. Um, and that also requires obviously investors who are willing to take a, a longer term perspective. Um, we need to get over the tyranny of, 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 of the quarterly forecasting mentality. So I think it needs a much better joining of the dots between the the, the, the range of, of, of sources of, of of help and frameworks that now exist. And I guess on that on that topic, therefore, I mean, what would be your advice to corporate CEOs just at the moment? Oh gosh, well, I, I mean. What we say in, 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 in our business or, or in our book or, or, or in a book to businesses is that they can no longer be either half-hearted or in any way tentative about a commitment to sustainability. They do need to go all in. And by all in, that means having a purpose which is inspiring, is authentic. It explains how the business creates value for itself and for society, why it exists. It needs to have a comprehensive plan now for managing all those social and environmental and, and, and economic impacts of, of the business to manage sustainability, both through the business itself, but also through the supply chain. It needs to have, thirdly, a sustainable culture. And, and that's about making sustainability the driver of innovation, being innovative as a commitment to, to sustainability. It means, in terms of sustainable culture, having a capacity and a will to to empower and engage em, em, employees so they feel that it's worth coming forward with their entrepreneurial ideas. It means being open and transparent, being open to approaches to, to partner with, with other parts of society. And it means also being responsible and, and, and ethical in the way that the business conducts itself. The fourth attribute we think that is critical is both the skill and the will 
to collaborate with a whole range of different types of organizations that may be competitors, it may be other businesses, but it may be, as I say, other parts of, of society too. And the final attribute that we think is, is, is critically important is the willingness and the skill in speaking out and speaking up the social justice and sustainable development. We call that advocacy, which is something very different to short-termist lobbying. It's taking a much longer-term perspective about what needs to happen in, in society. We see that in things like the We Are Still In movement. We're seeing it in, 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 in the calling out of President Trump over uh, his, his remarks after Charlottesville or some of the debates now going on around uh, U.S. immigration uh, laws and, and the way they're being implemented. So we think that for CEOs today, they need to have all of those that those five attributes in, in, in mind in, in thinking about how they run their businesses. And I guess I guess that's the sort of final question, well, not final question, but a, a sort of continuation of thought then is, I mean, those, those attributes of those CEOs and uh, the book that you've written on the, on the subject, I mean, they're, they're quite sort of their side, their side qualities of, of a CEO when they're being driven to focus on, on bottom line and, and delivering financial returns. I mean, why, why the book? Why now, David? So the, the, the book draws on, on, on more than 20 years of the Globe Scan Sustainability Leaders Survey, which polls experts across the world in business, in civil society, in the media, in academia, and in public sector agencies, and asks them a number of, of questions each year. But one set of questions is around who are the businesses that they believe are leading when it comes to embedding sustainability. And what we have done is to take all of that rich data to understand from the way in which the, that, that leaders list has evolved over the period since 1997, how today you have more um, businesses there which are absolutely taking this kind of boring approach. We interviewed a number of the people who were in leadership positions in those businesses when they were at the top of the the Globe Scan Sustainability Leaders Survey and distilled from all of, 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 of that rich data those five attributes. And I would just pick up, I think, Katie, and, 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 and challenge the assumption that somehow what I was talking about in terms of our five attributes are separate to the bottom line, are separate to running the business. What we're saying very clearly is that this is how you need to run the business. And if you are going to have a fighting chance at least of your business continuing into the indefinite future these the, the having all of these five attributes at the heart of what the business is will give you a better chance of continuing to the indefinite future thank you um so we've talked quite a lot about the sort of the what you guys, what you do, uh, David, I want to, I just want to probe a little bit into who you are. Um, so, uh, I've got five quick, quick fire questions for you. Um, so just to seek out so our listeners can have a bit more about who David Grayson is and what inspires him. So first, first of all, sir, what does or who does inspire you? Oh, so I think the people who inspire me have a kind of can do spirit. 
they have a a, a sense of, 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 of responsibility and and, and wider society commitments. I'm thinking about business leaders like John Neal, who's been running the Unipart Group of Companies headquartered in Oxford since nine, the, 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 the mid 1980s, who's absolutely passionate about the kind of things that, that I've been talking about in, 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 in this podcast, about entrepreneurial third sector leaders like Helena Hurtots, who is the, the outgoing CEO of the charity, which I'm, I'm currently chairing, um, Cares UK, which you, you referenced earlier. Uh, social entrepreneurs, um, like Patrick Dunn, who's now onto his fourth social enterprise. This one is all about education for, for sub-Saharan Africa. And I think it's going to do some really exciting things in the next few years. So I think the kind of common characteristic of all of those people is, is kind of can do and continuous learning and interest in, 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 in what's happening around and, and looking for solutions. Yeah, absolutely. And um, for 2018, what, is, what are you most excited about? What, uh, can you not wait to see what happens so, in 2018? Okay, so, so personally, um, I'm not sure whether it's most excited about, but most challenged about is, 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 is the need to improve my, my, my own mobility because, um, a childhood disability is, has been catching up with me and it was accentuated by an accident last year, which very sadly meant I couldn't take part in the business fight for poverty 2017 event in, in, in Oxford. Very much looking forward to, to this year's event on, on July the 18th though. And, What's exciting me professionally is the opportunity to be able to to talk about the ideas that Mark Lee and Chris Coulter and I put together in in All In, um, and to try and socialise the ideas um, of the of, 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 of the book, and to help people to understand why this matters for business now. Fantastic, David. And how do you stay motivated? What drives you? So. It's a, it's a great question. And I think, frankly, I went through a period of, of, of sort of being rather, if not in despair, but certainly very pessimistic about, uh, about the future, which I, I hated in, in, in myself because I naturally see a glass as half full rather than, than half empty. But the, the whole range of, of, of things going on in, 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 in the world, which I found for a period really quite um, depressing, it also coincided with, with coping with, with, with bereavement and so on, so perhaps that had something to do with it. But actually, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling much more positive again. And what's giving me all the positivity is meeting um, a whole range of, of, of social entrepreneurs and responsible entrepreneurs, of, of people who are, are, are really driving change. I was in Asia a few weeks ago at a conference where the organizers very consciously had gone out to recruit at least half of the 700 delegates being under 35 years of age and the the energy the can-do spirit the sense that we have possibility was incredibly infectious and so i keep trying to think about where's my kind of pipeline of of, of meetings and exposure to people who are taking that peter drucker philosophy every great global issue and social problem is a business opportunity in disguise i try and look for for, for, for people who have that sense of possibility brilliant um and what does personal success look like for you david i think it's it's clearly varied over time depending on the nature of of of, of, of 
what were the main areas of focus of of of, of work or indeed of of, of caring. Um, but I think the most important things are ultimately feeling that even in some very small ways, I'm having some positive impact. Um, whether that's in terms of giving people some ideas, whether it's in terms of putting together a, a package that will make something happen, maybe a, 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 a new advice and information service or whatever it might be. Um, so it's about, it's about positive impact rather than, um, about sort of what the, what the bank account is like, for example. <laughs> Just a minor thing there. And final Which is a good job, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and final question then, David. What advice would you be giving to someone who's just starting out on their career? I think always be curious. Um, I love the Gandhi quote about um, live as though you'll die tomorrow, but learn as though you will live forever. Uh, so I think you know, don't stop being curious. Want to continue to learn. Um, and also network like crazy. Yeah, fantastic. Well, David Grayson, thank you very much for your time today, sir, and thank you for sharing your thoughts. My pleasure. Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty.